0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Do you remember the McCloskeys? Remember that couple that was videoed on their front porch defending their home from an angry mob? Well, the governor of Missouri has pardoned them. That's what we're reading about today. Mm, They got a pardon. Mm, Interesting. Boy, they were the center of controversy, weren't they? The peaceful protesters, the Black Lives Matter peaceful protesters just peacefully walking along private roadway that they'd broken into and you know all those peaceful protests that had happened people weren't people weren't upset at all and out in front of their homes defending their own homes were they yes they were they were like ah yeah we're out here with guns because we don't know how how this is gonna go i mean if you went to any of the protests yeah some of them initially were a tiny little bit peaceful but most of them just devolved into these violent riots That's how most of them ended up looting of stores, breaking of windows. We all know that story. All right. So that couple who became kind of famous for having like an AR 15 on the front porch, they got pardoned, Missouri governor, ah, before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds, I own a couple of real estate companies, and I read the news. And why am I talking about the McCloskey's? Because I think it's important for people to know, all right here's what you can do and you can't do. And these are kind of ongoing conversations. Can you defend your own property from the angry mob? Well, Missouri Governor Mike Parson announced Tuesday that he had pardoned Mike and Patricia McCloskey, the St. Louis couple who were charged with waving guns at a group of Black Lives Matter protesters outside their home last year. Mark McCloskey was seen holding a semi-automatic rifle, well, his wife was holding a handgun on their property on June 28th, 2020, as a group of protesters passed by their house, Prosecutor said. The couple were filmed shouting, get out to the crowd. But there was no physical confrontation between them and the protesters. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that he was holding an AR-15. I don't really know, but hey, get out. I'm holding a gun. Might shoot you. Hmm. Yeah, might, might have something to do with that. They contended they were protecting their property during the protests. Okay. I think they've got a pretty good argument because if, if you look at some of the other Black Lives Matter protests, those didn't end up so well, did they? A couple of billion dollars worth of damage across the United States to small, medium, and big businesses. A couple of billion dollars worth of damage. So, you know, there, there is precedent for how these protests ended up not well, and especially if it's your own residence, we're not talking about walking around downtown here. We're talking about a neighborhood, a private neighborhood, where they had basically just waltzed on in broke whatever locks they needed to and just kind of, you know, they're just doing their protesting. Several prominent conservative leaders, including President Donald Trump defended the couple. The McCloskey's were guest speakers at the 2020 Republican National Convention. A grand jury indicted the couple in October, and Pearson told reporters he would consider pardoning them. The couple pleaded guilty to misdemeanor, assault, and harassment charges in June. They surrendered their weapons, and Patricia McCloskey was fined two thousand dollars while her husband was fined seven hundred and fifty dollars. when Judge David Manson asked uh, David Mason asked Mark McCloskey if he acknowledged that his actions put people at risk of personal injury, McCloskey replied. I sure did, Your Honor. Mark McCloskey, who announced in May he was running for U.S. Senate, told reporters outside the courthouse after the hearing that he would do it again. Would he defend his home from the angry mob? Yes, yes, I will do that again. Anytime the mob approaches me, I'll do what I can to put them in the imminent threat of physical injury because that's what kept them from destroying my house and my family, he said. All right, I think a lot of people... Will say that. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. These are not peaceful protesters. Let's let's clear that up. These are not peaceful protesters, for the most part, right? I mean, just protesters that you know, around this time, ooh, it was not good. The couple and the governor didn't immediately provide statements about the pardons. Okay, so you've got this couple basically on their front porch defending their property. You've got protesters in Oregon for how many nights? Black Lives Matter, Antifa. How many nights did they protest and carry guns? And, you know, they, somebody was murdered. Um, fires were set. Cameras were taken out. I mean, just the amount of violence that was incredible, and nobody said anything. And this couple is on their front porch defending their own home, and people are all worked up. Just can't really understand why this couple isn't thrown in jail. There's kind of a little bit of a double standard there. I mean, just a little bit. Here in Seattle, we had Chop and Chaz, where literally the police department abandoned the East Precinct from pressure from their leadership. The mayor, who knows? There was definitely pressure there. Hey, we've got these peaceful protesters who want to take over this area. We need to deescalate. Could you please leave the area? Now there's just lawsuits flying back and forth. I mean, it's basically like the, the police were asked to step down in the exact same way that the McCloskey's are You know, they're fined and they've got a couple of misdemeanors because they're told, hey, yeah, you can't do that. You can't defend your own property. So I think a lot of folks are like, okay, where's that fine line? You can't, you can't just arbitrarily wave your gun around at people. We get that. We understand that. But that's not what was happening here. These people were standing on their front porch and they were basically saying, hey, get out. Don't come near, don't come close. We had a situation in Linwood where the peaceful protesters were marching on Carmen Best's police, Seattle police chief at that time, her residence in Snohomish County and locals, residents of that area basically confronted them and said, you need to turn around and go back because we know where this violent rioting is headed. You're headed to the police chief's house and that is a no go. So fortunately, that one didn't end in violence. And fortunately, the McCloskey's didn't end in violence either. But I think it's interesting that they got the pardon. They got the pardon. Could you imagine if the pardon would have happened back, back last summer? You had some literally you would have had some fireworks. I'm okay with this pardon. I watched I watched this video. I mean, and if you had these folks coming at your house, even just walking by in the street. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you would sit by and hunker down inside because uh, yeah this isn't safe these these protests were not safe a lot of violence came from these protests and people just want to ignore that and say, well sometimes it takes you know violence to make change all right and this guy's saying not at my house pretty crazy all right so the McCloskeys they get pardoned all right Hall pass you guys are okay little fine little misdemeanor it sounds about like what the protesters the violent rioters get down in portland or here in seattle you get a misdemeanor and then you know basically your charges just get thrown out the door because nobody's really prosecuting these cases at all they're just uh ah, it's okay you guys do your thing we'll work it out on the other side which means nothing will happen but you know keep up the strong work of setting dumpster fires and you know doing that good good stuff where you break windows and do some graffiti i mean art on uh on on public buildings and, and and businesses and you guys just you know cause a couple billion dollars worth of damage throughout the united states um yeah keep up that strong effort you know what's really interesting is we haven't heard much from the peaceful protesters in a while have we haven't heard anything what happened to them where'd they go hmm Interesting, isn't it? Just all of a sudden, you know, they were doing some direct action protests, and all of a sudden, that just kind of kind of fell off by the wayside. What happened? Hmm. We need to know. All right. So part two of today's podcast is, okay, the McCloskeys, they had armed weapons on their front porch defending themselves from the angry mob. Ammunition shelves bare as U.S. gun sales continue to soar. Why are gun sales soaring? Well, there's a bunch of reasons, aren't there? People are afraid for their own personal safety because public safety is a real thing right now. That's one of the major, we've got um, elections going on for mayor and city council members here in the city of Seattle. And one of the big things is public safety. It's homelessness, public safety. And um, we've got a couple of couple of folks that might have a chance at um, doing some good, but for the most part, it's much of the same but guns and ammunition for said guns those are a real thing happening right now so that's what this is what this this is part 2 here's what we're covering and it's a short one so a shortage of ammunition in the US is having an impact on law enforcement agencies people seeking personal protection recreational shooters and hunters and it could also deny new gun owners the practice they need to handle their weapons safely there's just a massive demand for shells out there, isn't there? It's coming from all angles. People that are afraid that guns are going to be outlawed, it's going to be harder to get a hold of a gun, they're buying up ammunition. And we've had a run on ammunition now for how many years? It's been quite a few years now. I can't remember when we first heard that story of like, hey, you can't really get you know, ammunition for like your nine millimeter or whatever it is um, that are the, the hot commodity, the hot hot uh the gun in demand manufacturers say that they're producing as much ammunition as they can but many gun store shelves across the country are empty and so you'll see tweets and and things from people are like i got this i got this box of shelves at this store they've got two more hurry it's just crazy people want their guns They want their shells. The ammunition shortage has caused some law enforcement officers to cut back on firearms training while a record number of people are buying guns for the first time and prices for ammo continue to rise. So we've just got, we've got a world where guns are being blamed for the rise in shootings, for the rise in murders, blame the guns. It's not the people pulling the triggers. The fork makes you fat, right? I mean, we all know that forks make everybody fat. It's not putting it in your mouth. We talk about that because that's just such an easy analogy. It's like, no, guns don't kill anybody. They're a tool, just like the fork is to getting the food from the plate to your mouth. But nobody makes you put that fork in your mouth. You choose to do that. Whether you choose to eat a lot or a little, it's kind of up to you. Whether you choose to pull that trigger or not, whether you choose to load said shells into said gun or not, that's kind of a person's call, isn't it? Individual choice. I will choose free will. So some people think that their gun, you know, their right to a gun is going to be outlawed. And McCloskey's, they believe <clears throat> it is their right to stand on their porch and shoo away the angry mob. And a, a uh, governor basically said, hmm, yep, Agreed. So things in some states handled a little bit differently than other states, right? So where is this all going to take us? You've got governor saying, ah, "It's okay. You guys do your thing. You're all right. Pay a little fine. You're good to go." You've got people buying up guns in record numbers. The thing that I always the, the thing that always comes to me is all right, so we've got record levels of guns being purchased, but those are by citizens that we know Are taking out permits, right? They're taking out permits, they are legally obtaining these guns, they're doing the holding period, all that. Citizens are demanding ownership of guns in record numbers, as well as the the ammunition for the guns. Those are the folks that are legally doing what they should be doing. These guns are registered. The guns that are causing the the violence that are actually being used, most of the time they're stolen. They're stolen. These are criminals that are shooting each other. And I do say criminals because it's a crime to shoot another human being. The criminals that are shooting each other, they're using stolen guns. They're using jacked guns. They didn't apply for a permit. They didn't go into Walmart and get their gun. They didn't go into their, their favorite Dick's sporting goods and wait three days to go shoot their fellow human being, they got a stolen one, they already had a stolen one, they stole the gun from somebody, they bought a stolen one, and they used that. But people don't want to focus on that. And also, it's handguns. We're not talking rifles here. We're talking small handguns, because that's what you need. If you're going to carry it around in a car, you're going to hop out and do one of these shootings. That's just what's going down. And people want to focus on well, what about the 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 high magazine guns? Yeah, those will show up in mass shootings every now and then. But your day in day out shooting in Portland and North Portland, your day in day out shooting in Chicago. Those are handguns, just period. So you've got this whole dichotomy of the legal guns, the legal ammunition, the people who are actually defending their homes. And then you've got This rise in violence that's not just due to defunding the police, it's due to people feeling just overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And they're also thinking, "Eh, odds are, since there aren't enough cops on the streets, if I pull this trigger, odds are slightly higher that I'll get away with this. I think you've got a certain aspect of that as well. I don't think you can deny that. And that's what we're seeing happen. The uh, shooting numbers for last weekend in Chicago, not good. And it's just that's a weekend thing, right? You just pull up your news on Monday. It's 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 crazy. The, the number of people that are being shot and killed, just record levels of, of numbers. But as far as the ammunition shelves being bare, those are citizens that are concerned for their own safety. And then that filters over to, um, you know, police and their ability to get get ammo and then you know it does it does hit on the the new gun owners they don't have enough shells to use to practice okay all right but that's that's a little bit of a stretch here that's kind of it's really down low on the priority range but it's there right and man how long is this going to go on for probably a while right because like everything else we've had these supply chain issues where you know I don't, were gun manufacturers were they considered essential during the beginning of the pandemic? I don't know. Were gun stores were they declared essential? So many businesses were arbitrarily. Small grocery stores, you guys are shut down. Big ones, you're open. You're okay. Home Depot, you guys are two thumbs up. Commercial real estate, no, you guys are closed down. Residential, well, we're at, yeah, we're going to let you guys go because the whole home thing, we, we got to square that away. I mean, literally, the government decided the winners and the losers. Was Were gun stores, were they open? I don't remember. Maybe you'd remember. Maybe you've got a gun. I don't know. And it's important to you whether you can get shells during the pan beginning of the pandemic or not. You've got so many different storylines going on here. And so many of them, people take one angle of the story and, oh, it's all, you got to get all these guns off the street. The guns are causing all this, this rise in violence. And yet then you've got the actual stories, which are, yeah, these aren't people getting obtaining guns legally. So take legal guns off the street. Who's going to have guns? You got it, the criminals. And the McCloskeys and all the citizens <laughs> in the United States who have legally obtained them. It's a nightmare, right? I mean it's just a nightmare. I think you're gonna see crime and you're gonna see gun violence continue rising for a while. Cause you certainly don't have any police out there to you don't have the additional police, I should say, to put in place. The Portland Police Department is working on an effort to basically put back together their gun violence reduction team, but they don't have enough cops to basically put that team back together. They don't have enough volunteers. There's too much liability. Nobody wants that job. And so you're just going to continue to see situations where gun violence and those choosing to pull those triggers continue. That's going to keep on a going. It's going to take a while before we can actually get some more cops on the street. And half these cities, they don't want more cops. They're just like, ah, it's okay. We're going to work this out on our own. We're going to send in some unarmed social workers. What could possibly go wrong? We'll just have to see. All right. That's it for me on this one. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Kind of a weird two-parter, but um, the McCloskey's pardoned and not enough shells and gun stores shelves. Shells and shelves. It's a thing. Or it's not a thing because there's not enough shelves for the shelves. Talk to you guys soon. Stay safe. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.